This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, Tinsley Law and Title, and Gibson Pharmacy. Their sponsorship allows me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by shopping these local businesses and by following each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media and I am in the office of Athens head football coach Zach Harrell. Hey coach, time to swarm. That's right. I like it. Uh, yes sir. There was swarm everywhere Friday night as you opened up your season against Brownsboro with a big win. Uh, just give us the the elevator speech, the, the, the nutshell about what you thought of that game. First off, you know, Extremely pleased with our kids' effort. They played really, really hard and couldn't be more proud of the way they, the effort they showed and how hard they played and the way they played together. And, you know, again, the way we responded to adversity at halftime, losing 14-7 and the game not going the way we wanted it to. They, Brownsburg, and you got to give credit to them, they controlled the tempo of the game and it was their style of game uh, and it would have been easy for our guys to be down and frustrated but we came out in the second half and just responded and changed changed the flow of the game with our play and so I couldn't be more pleased with our kids and again you know we talk about playing together and being selfless and uh, you know all those acronyms in our swarm uh, slogan and that's they really showed those things and so really proud of the way they played and can't you know I've talked about this before but you know any win you can get it's a big win and so we're extremely happy and we celebrated that first win because we're going to enjoy our wins around here we're going to have fun doing them all right, so last week we didn't talk much about it. Coming throughout the, the, the um, preseason, the storyline was you're going to have a lot of new guys in a lot of places, your young team. And one of the big things that uh, everybody wants to know, of course, is who the quarterback is. Um, nobody really knew as we started Friday night. Um, but... I'm pretty sure you're not going to be – I'm pretty sure Ty Arroyo is not going to be a surprise anymore after Friday night. Right. You know, we've known Ty, you know, ever since we got here last spring uh, that he is an extremely talented athlete. Uh, and, you know, the thing about Ty, last year he was our freshman quarterback. And before – before last year, he had never played quarterback in his life. Uh, we got here, uh, you know, I arrived last January, and you know that that's one of our big things is we want to find, we want to identify quarterbacks in every grade. And he was kind of a kid that stood out, and we so we started working him at quarterback. And so last year as a freshman, uh, extremely talented kid, but he was so new to the position, uh, and he he struggled a little bit at at times and on reads and on his footwork of just playing quarterback because he had never done it ever in his life. And so, I, you know, I told, I told our coaches this spring, I said, you know, hey, we're going to stay the course. Uh, we're going to keep working him and see see if how he does as a sophomore uh, or see how he does, you know, through our off season and through the summer and moving into this season. And he's, 
he's really progressed uh, in this second year of playing the position. Uh, and he still has a long ways to go, but he, man, he's done a great job of his his mentality and how he approaches the game and just being really coachable. Uh, and so his, if you would have seen, you know, the, the people that watched our freshman games last year, the progress from his first game as a sophomore to last year, man, he's it's leaps and bounds from where he was. And, and he's such an incredible athlete, the sky's the limit with Ty. And so we're, we're extremely uh, excited uh, about seeing how he progresses as the season, uh, as this season goes on. And then, you know, we got two more years of him. So. so from the press box, the one thing I kept on thinking as I watched him play was the phrase deceptively fast mm-hmm. because he got on the edge. He had four rushing touchdowns. All of them were 30-plus. Mm-hmm. And I kept on thinking, uh, they're going to get him. They're going to get him. And they never closed the gap. Now, he has a different gear. Uh, you know, when whenever he sees the hole, you know, he hits it. And he hits it in a hurry. Uh, and he can, you know, his, his startup speed, he's pretty explosive. Uh, and so he... He can get through that hole in a hurry, you know. And he, like I said, he's he's really just a all around. He's a great athlete. And he's a great football player, you know. He runs. He also, you know, you've seen fast kids who aren't great great runners. Uh, he runs physical, uh, and he, you know, he's not afraid of contact. Uh, he's he's just an all around really good football player, you know. The defense. The defense is mad at me because I won't let him play him on defense. He, you know, he would be one of our best safeties uh, if I let him play him, but I'm not going to. Uh, but you know, like I said, you saw also last night or Friday night. He's a great, great punter and great kicker as well. And so he's he's just a talented athlete. We're blessed to have him. And you know, he's like I said, well, the most thing, I, the biggest thing I'm proud of him is how he's how he's handled the mental part of the game uh, and how he's progressed in being coachable and really trying to improve every day. Okay, so the one thing we absolutely know about football is it's a team sport and you might have games where one guy gets all of the oh, yeah. stats. That happens. Right. But offensively, one of the, a couple of the things, I, uh, other things I noticed was that um, spread the ball around. You had, I think, four or five different receivers catch passes, right. which is always a good thing because you keep everybody involved, you keep the defense guessing. And both uh, Nate Sins and Ja'Cory Roberts both had some really strong runs. Yes, sir. And that's, that's a big focus of this year for as far as our coaching staff and our team goes, is we want to do a great job of keeping as many guys involved as we can. Uh, and we want to spread the ball around. And, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. You know, last year, you know, Nathan Sims, uh, I think at times, early on in the season especially, uh, you know, we – we overworked him a little bit, uh, and we want to keep him fresh, and we want to keep all our guys fresh. Uh, and so, you know, him and Coop, uh, Ja'Cory Roberts, they almost split carries the other night. Uh, I think one of them had six, one of them had five. And then, like you said, we had five different receivers uh, have receptions. And so that was great to see, and that's that's really the focus of our team this year is to spread the ball uh, and get as many guys involved as we can. The other part of that whole thing is the offensive line, and although I'm sure that performance was not perfect, you got to be encouraged 
for a new group to come out on Friday night, the very first Friday night, and be able to open up some of the holes they did. Yeah, they did a good job for the most part. Uh, and, you know, specifically, uh, you know, John Hayes, uh, left tackle, uh, played a great game. Uh, he was our offensive lineman of the week and played really well. Uh, you know, a lot of the mistakes we're making are all just small technical issues. Offensive line, uh, probably more so than any other position, is very technical. And if you don't, if you take the wrong first step, then you're not going to be successful uh, with your block because you're not putting yourself in position. And so a lot of the things that we got to really focus on up front is just, again, doing your job and taking and taking the right steps, uh, which is easier said than done because uh, you line up down there and you, know, you got a guy across from you. And, you know, a lot of times those offensive linemen, they just want to lean and they don't want to step. Uh, and so if you're not taking your step, well, your body's not in position. And so – you know, we, we're really focusing this week on trying to simplify it because we got, again, a lot of new guys playing varsity football down there. And so just, hey, focus on doing your job, taking the right steps, and we're, we're, we're going to be okay. And I, and I think that's great. I love the fact that you said that because no matter what the sport is, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever it is, I think people tend to forget that the foundation is in your feet. And it's all about leverage on the offensive line. It's all about having yourself set. And if you get your feet, if your feet aren't under you, you can have a big problem real quick. All right, so let's move over to the other side of the ball. And uh, I said that it, it, it wasn't true. It only seemed like Connor Clay was making every single tackle. Right. So, Connor... Great game. He did have a great game. I think he finished uh, 15. 15. Was it 15? Solo. Solo, three assists. So, 18 total tackles. Uh, And, you know, the thing about Connor, actually, uh, the first half, uh, I think he only had like four. Yeah. uh, Because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't reading his guards. And so, we, you know, again, we've kind of changed what we have. We've changed schemes defensively. And, Coach Bigham, our defense coordinator, also coaches the Mike linebacker, uh, and he's he's an exceptional coach, uh, and, and can't can't be more excited about what he's going to bring to our defense. But uh, you know, he he mentioned on Saturday, you know, he said, "Hey, coach, if he would have read his keys in the first half, he would have had thirty tackles." Uh, and so we really talked to him at halftime, and Connor did a great job being coachable and and really listening to Coach Bigham. And the second half came out and just played phenomenal, uh, and. And so, had a great game. Uh, 18 tackles, uh, recovered a fumble. Uh, the big play there, right coming out of uh, the, I guess it was their first offensive play of the half. Yeah. Uh, and so, he led our defense, and we're really looking for him, you know, to really be the be the leader of our defense over there. And so, yeah, he played a great game, and and all, you know, I couldn't. Our defense played really, really hard uh, and played really well. And you know, a lot of guys playing their first varsity game over their own defense. Uh, you know, a defensive tackle. We have a freshman, a sophomore, and two juniors that played every snap. Uh, and none of those guys played varsity football last year. So, uh, they, we could go <clears throat> throughout the defense. You know, safety, we have two sophomores playing safety. We got a, a corner that's never played a varsity football game. Outside linebacker, we got a freshman uh, 
uh, playing. And so just a lot of youth, but those guys played really, really hard. And, you know, we've we've kind of tried to change. We've changed schemes, but we've also kind of changed our mentality on defense. Is hey, we're going to try to get the 11 best football players and athletes that we can over there. We don't really care about, you know, we're, we're not caring about size. You know, we, we our defensive tackles, the guys we're playing are, are probably a little bit undersized, but we're going to try to put the most speed we can over there on that side of the ball and just play, pin our ears back and play as hard as we possibly can. And so we're super excited about the defense, and I couldn't be more pleased with how they played on Friday. And got to give kudos to Coach Bingham for making adjustments at the half because uh, Brownsboro was able to exploit a little bit on the outside. They they had that little that little uh, uh, pass to the flat to the running back that they were making hay on all the first half. In fact, their two touchdowns in the first half both came off of that same little little pass yes sir and totally shut that down in the second half yeah he did and again great job by our defensive staff and our kids of being coachable uh and adjusting because you know coach bigham's been doing this a long time uh i gave him a hard time uh he's an old man on staff uh he's he's been coaching for 29 years uh been defense coordinator but 26 of those 29 years so there's not too much he hasn't seen, and so he, he does a great job of identifying, hey, where we got to improve. And at halftime, they got together, and they, they we had came out second half and played a lot better. Uh, and, you know, not that we weren't playing well in the first half, just really like you just mentioned, those uh, half those uh, running backs in the flat were, were hurting us, and we fixed that and played and changed the game in the second half. So, again, couldn't our defense staff did a great job. One one thing before we move on to to Waxahachie life, last thing, we can't get out of here without giving uh, uh, kudos to your special teams, mm, yeah, special can. teams coach, right. uh, Coach Reeves. The, those guys, like they played their hearts out, and that was a real key to the win. They did, and you know we talked about it last week. Coach Coach Reeves uh, is a Great coach, uh, and that man, we we're blessed here in Athens to have all, all twelve uh, of our football coaches. Or you're not going to find a better staff in the state of Texas. Uh, and I don't I don't say that lightly. I truly mean that. I mean, we are blessed here to have the quality of coaching that we do. But Coach Reeves has taken the you know the reins at the special teams and really just just taken control of it. You know, last year we kind of tried to split it. Where different coaches took different different parts, and so kind of in the off season, that was what I sat down and saw was, hey, we need to, I need to name one guy and let him put his hands on it, and, and that thing be his his baby and his ownership, and so he has taken ownership. And again, we got other coaches that are coach uh, coach Desmond, coach Devon Bowie, they're, they're also coaching every special team with him. Uh, and so we got other guys doing it, but he's kind of taking the reins and really taking ownership. And we have really tried to put an emphasis on it uh, in practice. And we're practicing more special teams than we ever have. Uh, and it, it showed uh, on Friday, you know, we were, we were really good in really all phases of that part of the football game, kickoff coverage, was great. Uh, I think their their average starting position was uh, inside the thirty, and ours was probably close to the fifty. Uh, we were six to six on PATs. 
we pinned two punts inside the one, uh, and so, or our only two punts we pinned inside the one. Uh, and those, those are game-changing plays. Uh, and so, you know, again, that was one of our keys to victory is win the special teams and make a game-changing play, and, and we did. Uh, and so, now we have areas to fix. Uh, you know, watching film, there's still some areas we can improve on. But, but our effort was great, and our execution was good. And, you know, we – it's it's also helps to have a guy like Ty that has a incredibly strong leg uh, that can you know get he, down there. He, he kicked off two. He had two kickoffs into the end yeah. zone. So we did a great job. Couldn't be more proud of our kids and our coaches. Yeah, I would almost argue that um, for all the other big plays and everything else, the the series that put the game away was pinning the ball down on the one. Right. Then the defense come in holding them there. Yeah. And then they try a fake punt out of the end zone, which your guys sniffed out and stopped dead. Yeah. Um, you score, I think, two plays later and the game's over. That's when you write game over in the notebook. Right. Um, all right. Great way to open the season. But I know that uh, you probably came in on Saturday. And by Saturday night, this game was over for you. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I bring all this stuff back up. But you're on the Waxahachie life. So tell us about Waxahachie Life. You know, Waxahachie Life, we played them last year, and they got us. Uh, first district game was, was a big loss for us. Uh, so, you know, for our kids, we're, we're excited about getting another opportunity to play them. Uh, it's, it's a different team than it was last year. Uh, they're, they're similar to us. They lost a lot of uh, key players from last year's team. Actually, they only have, they only have eight returning lettermen on the varsity roster from last year, which is very inexperienced, uh, you know, more so even than us. So, uh, and they've changed schemes. Uh, offensively, last year they were slot T, kind of a triple op or Air Force type offense. Uh, and this year they're, they're true spread. Uh, and they're, in their first game, they were 70% pass. Uh, so it's a different scheme. Uh, but they're still a good football team. And they have, they have some talent talented players and it's going to be a great challenge for us uh and our uh, you know it's our first road game with a lot of new players uh first time our guys have experienced a varsity football game to travel uh and again it's a totally different offense than we defended last week uh, as far as a defensive perspective so it 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 you know everything we were last week is kind of out the window uh this week's going to be different so we're looking forward to the challenge yeah this is the Last week it was almost all run against Brownsboro. This week it sounds like there's going to be a lot of pass. Although weather could be a factor in that. Yeah, it could be. I'm hope I'm hoping I'm hoping the rain uh, holds off or slows down uh, during game time. But we'll see. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're going again. You know, we always talk to them about controlling what we control. So we're not going to get wrapped up in the weather. We're going to get over there, and if it's raining, we're going to play in the rain. Uh, so. But I hope I hope it holds off. Um, so this sounds like it's going to be a big week for your uh, secondary, yes, and your corners. Uh, tell us a little bit about those. We talked a lot about your front seven. We haven't talked much about your secondary. It will be. You know, last week those guys, uh, you know, especially our safeties, they were big in the run game and big in filling, filling, and they played well. Uh, but this will be a different test for them. And you know, our secondary is led by. Cedric Lowe uh, and Caleb Bennett, 
both seniors, both starters last year, uh, two of our better players on defense last year, and uh, they're they're really kind of two of the they are the leaders of the back end. Caleb Bennett's one of our captains, uh, and. So Caleb's playing corner and Seth's playing safety. Uh, and other other than those two guys, uh, the rest of the secondary is are brand new. Uh, you know, our, we're alternate or we're rotating two other guys at safety, uh, Trey Manning and Zay Hull, both sophomores. Uh, and then at corner, we're playing Trey Hull, uh, Zay Hull's brother. Trey Hull is a junior, first varsity game and we're he's rotating in with uh dre thompson who last year played just offense and jared duff who last year played just offense so all this you know we're trying we're playing a lot of guys back there and that's the thing on defense uh last week we played 21 21 guys played over 15 snaps of defense and so we're trying to play a lot of kids and keep them fresh and roll them in and uh i really think that's helping us and so we're looking forward to seeing our secondary against the pass uh, and seeing how they how they respond to a team that wants to throw the ball. And that's a, the kind of thing when you rotate that many guys in, it's, it's got multiple multiple benefits. Number one, you keep everybody engaged because everybody right. knows that they're playing. That's right. Number two, later in the season, now you've got more depth than yeah. if you're just playing the same guys all the time. Plus, I know a lot of those secondary guys – are basically your receiving core yeah, they as are. well, and they're <laughs> playing a lot of offenses uh, as well. Dre Thomas is one, I know, and Sed Lowe. Yeah. I mean, I thought Sed and Ty were like inches away yeah, from, from hitting on ones. some big, big pass plays. Yeah, we, we were, and Cedric, you know, Cedric made that great catch in the end zone as well. But On the fade, yeah, yeah it was really nice. Cedric, Jared Duff. Dre Thompson, Caleb Bennett, all four of those kids are, you know, four of the guys that are in the receiver rotation. And so we're just trying to keep them fresh on both sides of the ball. Uh, and and that's why it's important that we have a lot of guys that are, are getting to play and, and playing well because uh, we're not going to put them out there if we don't have confidence in them to play well and execute our plan. And that's – it's really encouraging to have that many guys that we trust that are that are playing high quality football. All right, so what kind of defense does Waxahachie like run? Their defense is very similar to last year's scheme. Uh, their their defense coordinator is, is listed as a new guy, but they're running the same scheme they were last year. Uh, they're running what I would call four two scheme, a six linebacker box uh, with five secondary players, uh, and so now a lot of times. That that's their base, uh, but they'll also go a true four three, uh, and so put that outside linebacker into the box, uh, and have a seven man box and play more man behind it. So those are kind of their two schemes. So play. it sounds like they come out in the nickel as their base, yes, and sir. they'll bring a guy out to the slot, especially against a team like right. you, yeah, that they'll, that has a little more speed. A lot of times to the field, they'll put that. Uh, that fifth guy, that outside backer, he'll be out there over the slot. Uh, so to the field, uh, it's two on three. And then to the short side of the field, to the boundary, it's more of a two on two look. 
And in the in today's football, that outside linebacker, the one you're talking about there, a lot of the time is like a hybrid player. Yes, he's in a full linebacker, the biggest guy. The hard, this is a guy that probably can play a little bit of safety to a safety right. type body type. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he is a hybrid player. And so that that's what they base out of. But then again, like I said, they're not afraid. And they're, they that's really all they put us in last year uh, is the 4-3 look to put – they'll put that – Guy into the box and now just basically play man behind it. So, right, because but then they were trying to stop Nate. And yeah, they didn't yeah. Have quite the weapons then. Right. Or the the understanding of the offense was different by your team as no well. No doubt. Yeah. So it it'll be interesting how they defend us this year and, and what their philosophy is. And I, I think we'll see a little bit of both looks. Totally different defense than you get winning up against last week when Brownsboro tried to get as many people in the box as they could, it looked like. Yeah, 100%. Again, on both sides, uh, as far as playing Brownsburg versus this week, two totally different looks. Uh, so it's important that our guys really lock in on pra- in practice this week and are, are ready to execute our plan. Challenge for your offensive line because they're going to have to play a little more in space maybe than they did last week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it will. And, you know, Walks at you Life has some good defense ends. Uh, so it'll be a good challenge for our tackles, especially. Do they play a lot of uh, stuns? Do they do a lot of games up front? They'll, you know, they're not a big twisting team as far as their defense line goes, but they will. They do like to bring their linebackers a lot. They, okay. they will blitz you, uh, but they don't. They don't move their their front much, but they will blitz you. So they'll look for the gaps and yes, try right. to shoot gaps, right? Which is where Ty maybe it'll be important to see if Ty can. Keep an eye on his pocket and be able to get outside if he needs to. That's right. Yes, sir. All right. Um, Well, Coach, we are looking forward to it. Now, hit us with the uh, ticket information because uh, I know we're selling tickets here, not at Waxagy. Yes, sir. So, And that's the deal. This year, we're just going to have to be flexible because it's going to be different. Every, well... This week and next week, once we get into district, it'll be pretty uniform. Uh, so this week and next week, uh, we're, we're selling tickets here, only here. Uh, we're selling them today from 10 to 7 at the athletic office. And you can buy, they're open to the public today at 10 a.m. And you can buy as, as many as you want uh, or until they, until they sell out. We have an allotment of 500 tickets. Uh, so... Those go on sale today. They're six dollars a piece this week because Walks Hatchy Life they set the price uh, when when it's our game. They're five dollars, uh, and once we start district, they'll all be five dollars. But this week they're six dollars a piece, and you can get them here from ten to seven today, uh, from eight to five tomorrow, and from eight to noon this week on Friday. Uh, those are the only times, so they will but, not be available at the gate. But uh, there's only 500 of them, so if they if they sell out tomorrow or they sell out today, then on Friday, if That's there's right. none left, there's none left. That's right, and we got to be we got to do a great job of making sure that we're adhering to all the UIL policies. You know, that UIL actually sent a letter out yesterday. Uh, I think there were some people across the state that really that that didn't adhere to the 50% rule and, and they sent out a letter just reminding school districts, hey, we got to follow these rules and we got to stay safe and follow these guidelines. Uh, and if not, you know, they, they even say, if not, the, there could be sanctions coming down and we might have to make some decisions we don't want to make. So it's very important for 
the school districts and then our fans to try to follow the guidelines as much as they can as far as social distancing in the stands, wearing a mask when you come in. If you're, if you're not able to social distance, if you're not able to get six feet away, then you need to have that mask on. Uh, when you get in the stands, if you sit down and you're six feet away from other groups, then, then they've said at that time you can't take it off. But when you're in groups, be sure that you're wearing masks and staying social distance. That's very important for our people uh, to follow those guidelines. All right, guys, Friday night, next up for your Athens Hornets, Wasahatchee Life. Uh, we're going to be there Friday, kickoff 7.30. Get your tickets. You can get them today, tomorrow, Friday, here at the athletic office. There's only 500 of them. Make sure you don't miss out. Coach, thanks for bringing us in and letting us know what's going on with the Athens Hornets. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you coming by.